Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I'm Nikki Cross and today I want to talk to you about the fear of failure in business. It is real, but it's not necessarily been explored to the extent that I believe it needs to be. And so I want to bring you some ideas in this episode that I think are going to be really powerful, but also really practical. I want to help reframe that fear of failure that you may have that is holding you back in business. Before I get into that though, I do just want to say thank you so much for your messages in response to the last episode. Not only did the last episode represent 200 episodes of the Inner Work Conversation, which is exciting and a bit overwhelming, to be honest, for me, um, simply because recording a podcast and showing up to something consistently, it requires a lot of someone and it requires you to navigate a lot within yourself. And so to hear that I'm starting to build this community of like-minded people just by way of this podcast, it lights me up. When I get messages from you guys, it just lights me up. So I just wanted to first start off by saying thank you for those of you who've listened to that and have joined the Inner Work Club. Oh my God, you are so welcome. You are so welcome. And if you haven't yet listened or if you haven't yet joined the Inner Work Club, I really want to direct your attention there. I actually um, put out a a post on Instagram yesterday because some of the messages that I would I was getting was, I really am just waiting for X, Y, and Z, and then I'm definitely going to be signing up to the Inner Work Club. And one of the things that I want to be very clear on is when you do come and work with me, if that is going to be the case for you, I want it to feel like a powerful and an informed decision. I want it to feel like the right time for you. The post that I put out on Instagram yesterday was a bit of a spoiler that your ducks have no intention of getting in a row. And for the people who've messaged me saying, I'm just waiting for this, or I'm just waiting for that until I get the support that I need. I just want to say, echoing the post that I put out, the biggest lie that we've believed so far is that we're meant to be able to do it alone. And it's complete and utter bollocks. If you think about things like making tough decisions in business, having tricky conversations, managing not only your time and energy, but other people's expectations, whilst at the same time, managing disempowering habits and behaviors that you might have developed over time, like people pleasing, things like defining what's important to you and prioritizing the things to make those things happen. Why then does it make sense to wait when you can get the support that you need today? And that's the post that I put out on Instagram and it did ruffle a few feathers. And the thing is, what I said on there, I I truly stand by A lot of us expect ourselves to have magically developed the skills that are required in business to do what we need to do. And yet what we fail to acknowledge is we've never received the appropriate training or support in your inner world to be good at those things. The amount of times that I hear people say, well, I am a business owner or I am a leader, but I feel like an imposter because I don't feel like I've got what it takes to do what I do. That's probably because it's like you get the job title and all of a sudden you you just expect yourself to be able to do these things that you've never done before. I've been in learning and development for over 18 years now, and there is no one more deluded than business owners and leaders in senior positions. Deluded because we make ourselves believe that we should just magically be able to do these things the things that require skill and courage and discipline and the ability to sit with the discomfort of our own and usually other people's emotions as we navigate situations. That's why I'm saying, look, there's no pressure from my side. The doors are open. However, your ducks have no plans in lining up. You'll get out of this busy time 
and right into the next busy time. There is no better time than to get this support than now. And that's not because my doors are closing. That's not because the offer is ending. It's because you matter. Your experience of business matters and so do your results. And so if you listen to the last episode and you have questions and you haven't asked them or you have an intention to join and you haven't done that, I want to invite you to ask yourself, why might that be? Why might that be? Why are you putting this off? And genuinely answer that question within yourself. Because I can tell you on the other side of making the decision to get support is all of the potential that is currently unfulfilled. All of the reassurance and the relief of not navigating these things alone. And so I really hope that this gives you the firm but loving kick up the arse to make your decision either way. So all that said, (laughs) without further ado, let me get into this whole failure thing because one thing that I hear time and time again is how afraid people are at because of failure. They're afraid of failure. And it's one of the biggest reasons that I see people, myself included, holding back. It's one of the biggest reasons I see people not starting something or not, or starting something and not fully committing to it. And I really want to challenge you to perceive failing differently in this episode. So let me first, I want to present you with an idea that you might not have considered before. If you have, you might have considered it as a nice little idea, but not really fully integrated it. What if it's not the failure that you're so afraid of, but it's actually the thoughts and the feelings that come with failing? Stay with me here. A lot of the time on coaching calls, which by the way, in the Inner Work Club, or if you work with me one-to-one, all of the coaching calls are recorded. So I want to give you that as if like, if you're loving listening to these podcast episodes, imagine listening to coaching, whether that's yourself being coached or someone else being coached. Imagine listening to in real time, someone being coached, navigating through something that also applies to you. Just saying, but on coaching calls, What I do with my clients is actually address the fear, what it would look like to fail and understand what they're making that mean. And that's the thing. Normally what comes up is they'll, in whatever words, whatever language they're using, they'll normally present me with, I am afraid that it's going to go wrong. I'm afraid that I'm going to look stupid. I'm afraid that I'm going to fail. And that is the easy but uncomfortable thing to do, to revert to. And just a side note on that, especially for those of you being coached or listening to the coaching on the private podcast that I've just mentioned, this is what I do. When I'm helping you navigate something, your brain will bring the problem to the core. And what I'll be doing, it's like what you bring is the tip of the iceberg. And what I'll be doing is getting to the root, looking under the surface and not just dealing with the surface level problem but and how it's manifesting currently but looking underneath that and what your fears are that live under that water, what it is that's driving you to think certain things and behave in certain ways and avoid certain things. Now, if we just left it on my coach, in my coaching, if I just left it with addressing that I'm afraid of failure, what we will typically do is try and avoid it. And that's the first thing. When when my clients bring these things to the call, the first thing that I will get them to acknowledge is, absolutely fucking well done you. Well done you for not just burying your head in the sand and completely avoiding it. Avoiding it, by the way, in case you're wondering, it looks like keeping your expectations low. 
avoiding your fear of failure looks like, keeping your expectations low, not being honest and truthful with yourself about what you really want to do or what you really want to go after or how big something really could be for you. Because if you don't admit it to yourself, then therefore we don't have to deal with the perceived risk, in inverted commas, of failing at it. You know, if we don't admit up to it, if we don't admit it to ourselves, we don't have to see it. And that is a real problem that I see a lot of people really feeling like they're not living, not fully living or holding themselves back or getting in their own way or feeling stuck. And a lot of this is down to simply not being comfortable with the idea of trying and failing. And that is fair enough. It's fair enough. But, and we don't leave it there. It's fair enough. It, and it is like, God, although you could say all of the nice things, although you could say, you know, you get you get so much lessons from failure and you get all of this good stuff from failing because you get this and you, you have to have it right. It is more comfortable to have the experience of succeeding. <laughs> we would rather not fail. Of course, we would rather not fail. And what I find is it's not the failure that is being avoided. It's the thought and the feelings of what failure might bring that is really what is being avoided. Because the failure itself is usually quite objectively not that big of a deal. And when my clients come to their coaching calls, they themselves admit that. They themselves try to do some self-coaching and be like, well, logically, I know it wouldn't be the end of the world. And logically, I know this. And logically, I know that. But that doesn't detract away from the, what, how they feel. And what's normally a bigger deal is what we're making it mean, right? So for example, and let me give you a few examples. Uh, I want to launch my thing and I want to welcome eight people in, but only four people come or I want to start my own podcast, I want to release my own podcast episode, and I want to get 100 downloads, but I only get five. Or I want to start my business, I want to launch my business, but yet again, I've bought all the domain names, I've done 16 logos, I've done three websites, but I just haven't done it yet. I haven't launched it yet. And what we will naturally do is we will naturally have thoughts about these kinds of results. So when something, just to be clear, the failure is when the reality doesn't meet our own expectation of what we wanted it to go like. That's what we perceive the failure to be. But that's not the bit that we can't stand. That's not the bit that causes us the most discomfort. It's not the objective failure that is causing the discomfort. It's actually the thoughts that we have about that. So for example, what my clients will bring when I say, well, what do you make that mean? You, you launched your thing. You expected eight people, only four came. What, what are you telling yourself? What are the stories? If I was to lift the lid on your brain and actually see what is going on in there, what would I see? What would I hear? What would I experience? And they will tell me it's thoughts like, I'm just no good at this. It'll never be enough. People don't like my stuff. Everyone thinks it's shit. People are probably laughing at me. Maybe I should just give up, quit. And when I'm like, okay, I'm, when you think thoughts like that, what's the experience? What are you going through? It's gonna be, they're gonna present things to me like shame. They're gonna present things to me like helplessness. They're gonna present things to me like just sad. I just feel sad, you know? And we don't want to feel like that. 
<laughs> but that's the thing. When we don't meet our own expectations, it makes us think thoughts that usually, from my experience, back up shitty beliefs that we hold to be true about ourselves. They exasperate what we already or what we already secretly thought or believed or had a hunch that was true about us. So if you're over there thinking, nothing I do could never be enough, or if you're over there thinking, it's not safe for me to own my brilliance, or if you're over there thinking, I'm j I just never belong. Whatever your deepest, deepest fear is, when you connect to that, what you will probably see is when your reality doesn't meet your own expectations, it's gonna exasperate the thing, the the wound that already existed. And that is a bit of a head fuck. But once you can once you can comprehend it and as in understand it and then practice it, that's the important bit. I'm going to come on to that in a minute. That's when you can take your power back. That's when you can be more powerful. That's when you can navigate business, understanding that in every experience that you're having that doesn't align with your expectations, you can either make it mean something or not. Because you get to decide what failure means. Am I saying that you're not going to fail? Hopefully, you will continue to fail over and over and over again. I encourage my clients to fail. I encourage my clients to have unrealistic expectations about what could be possible for them. And when they're on their way to that, when they're navigating their way to that, and I just I need to say something about that in a minute. But when they're navigating their way to that, when they don't meet those goals, it's being able to not meet them and not make that mean that they're shit. Not make that mean that there's something inherently wrong with them and they should just quit. And by the way, the reason why I want my clients to have unrealistic expectations about what could be possible for them is because probably their whole lives, they've had it conditioned into them. Don't dream too big. Don't tell people that you're going to take your driving test in case you fail and you have to admit up to that. It starts from a young age. It starts from a really young age that we are taught not to think too big in case we're going to be disappointed. And my thing is, no, no, no. Do have unrealistic expectations about what could be possible for you. It's not limiting that and allowing yourself to sit in this comfort zone of uh, limited expectation. It's not that, it's actually creating the safety for you to go after it and fail and not make that mean that you're shit because you get to decide what failure means as opposed to this idea that failure is something to be avoided at all costs. And heaven forbid, if it does happen to you, it means that you're in for a rough ride. You know, just a side note on this. I asked my own clients in our one this week, where is your time and energy gone? If you look back over the last week, over the last fortnight, where is your time and energy gone? And one of the things that they highlighted was the things that were the most disappointing were the realizations that some of their time and energy has gone into either avoiding failing by putting things off and procrastinating or spiraling thoughts of self-doubt and not good enough and not meeting their own expectations. And one of the things that I absolutely love that I could do with them on that call is exactly this work, is helping them to reframe that in a positive light. I'm not about, I don't stand for meaningless positivity. It's reframing it so that they understand that they get to decide what the past has meant. They get to decide 
if you're launching your thing, you wanted eight people, four people uh, came, if that means that you are a failure, or it simply means that you brought in, you uh, manifested half of what you wanted to. Fact. That's fact. You expected eight, four came in. Facts. Objectivity. And from that place, what the, the prize that you get from being able to navigate your failures in this way, because I, I want to show you that. I want to showcase that to you because I want to make it appealing. I want to make it more appealing for you to get the prize of being able to do this than wallowing in what failure actually means. From that place, you can get curious. And curiosity is the place that we can start really reclaiming the power in our own actions in business. When we're able to create space between us and the outcome, it's from that place we're able to start using the results that we see and generating the opportunities for us to learn, not for us to learn just in a really whimsical and vague and airy fairy way, but to actually grow, to actually change, to actually evolve. It requires us to do things differently. It requires us to try different techniques and different ways of navigating the sim similar challenges and similar issues and similar problems in business. But we can't do that if we're being stifled by our own inability to try and fail because we're making that failure mean that we're shit. We're allowing that failure to back up a wound that we already had as true, a holding to be true about ourselves. And a more loving and nurturing relationship with yourself is generated because instead of seeing your results as something to bash yourself over the head with, you're instead able to see them for what they actually are and not weaponize your own results against yourself. And what I'm not, I just want to be back up that point that I just made them. What I'm not saying here is just be positive. If you've been here in the Inner Work Conversation podcast for a while, you will have heard me talk about the coin of truth. So the, if you imagine a coin and you've got it like stood up, so the rim of it, it's like balanced. And you can see on the one side, you're looking at the coin and on the one side, you've got heads. On the other side, you've got tails. And then there's that rim, you know, the middle bit. Heads is positive. Tails is negative. Heads is positivity. Tails is negativity. And that rim is the truth. And we are after the truth. We are after the objective truth. I hit 50% of my goal. I clearly got something right because I brought four people in. So I clearly was doing something right. Let me get curious and wonder why. Why didn't things go differently? What could I do more of? What could I do less of? What could I do differently? Where can I grow? in my knowledge, in my skills, in my capacity to hold the discomfort of my own emotions as I navigate business. That's what the gift of curiosity will really give you. And I believe that in order for me to bring about successful results in business, I must, we must expand our capacity to hold the discomfort of failure. And really, what I mean when I say that is, we need to be able to support ourselves when the outward results don't meet our own expectations and not spiral into what that means, our brain or what our brains want to make that mean. But instead, just be prepared to try things and learn, you know? 
So I hope what this episode is doing is helping you to assess your own relationship with what happens within you when things don't meet your own expectations. Are you seeing those results and making it mean something, making it back up a negative belief that you hold to be the truth about yourself? Or are you allowing the external results in business to act as opportunities for you to get more curious about how you can do things differently? I want to stress here, what this episode is really about isn't about dealing with failure. It's about dealing with yourself, the thoughts that you think, the beliefs that you continue to perpetuate when those external results don't meet your expectations. And I want to demonstrate to you that from being willing to fail, especially in front of others, from being willing to out loud do try something and for it not to go the way you expected it to, that's where confidence comes from. Confidence doesn't come from reading a load of books or gaining more knowledge or confidence comes from trying and learning from the times that you've tried tried. I want you I want to encourage for you to consider that your confidence isn't going to come from staying stuck in the hypothetical thoughts that you're that are spinning round in your head about what might happen. The confidence comes from the lessons that are in your own expectations not being met. So one of the sneaky ways that I mentioned at the top of this episode, where we sort of hide away what we really want from ourselves and so that we don't have to try and we don't have to experience failure, that is one of the biggest forms of self-sabotage that I actually see. And I, I just want to point that out here and make it a bigger thing in this episode, again, so that you can listen to this and think, am I doing this? And do I want to continue doing this? There is a big difference between failing by taking risks. And I mean, I don't mean like risky risks in business where you're putting, you know, your whole life on the line. I mean, the risk, the perceived risk of looking like a tit in front of people. There is a big difference between taking risks and failing and just not showing up. That that whole not showing up piece is the times when you hide what you want from yourself. The times when you go, oh yeah, well I would I would say that I wanted that, but it just seems too good to be true. Or maybe it is impossible. I want to urge you to avoid the repetition of the self sabotage, and instead of avoiding the experiences in business that you could be ha- having if you were able to meet yourself and be with yourself in the discomfort of failure, as opposed to just not stepping into it at all. It's it's a little bit like if I, if I liken it to, I know that when I go into the gym, I know it's going to hurt, but that pain is a constructive pain. It's a pain that isn't meaningless. It's a pain that is actually by me going through it, I'm learning, my muscles are developing, I'm gaining strength. It's it's just like that. But if I think about that pain, it would make it very easy for me to just not walk into the gym at all and for me to avoid it. This is the same, you know? And it's by the way, the same can be said for those of you who don't necessarily hide what you want from yourself by way of just not admitting it. But for those of you who also say, well, I just don't know. 
I just don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still figuring that out. Nine times out of 10, when someone comes onto a coaching call with me and says they don't really know what they want, I can prize out of them what they really want. And the reason that I can do that for them is because I create the safety that helps them to look at their own honesty and come face to face with what they really want. And so for those of you who are thinking of joining the Inner Work Club, that's the work that we do every month. The work of zooming out, connecting to yourself is the work of me creating the safety for you to actually come face to face with your own clarity, come face to face with, actually, this is what I really want if I was being really honest with myself. So please take this as your invitation to come and be supported in doing this work. But if you're not going to do that, I really want you to consider in this episode from what I've shared, how might you be avoiding failure? How might you be not allowing yourself to step into the gym, knowing fine well that it's going to be painful, meaning meaningful pain, but you're not developing the capacity within yourself to hold the discomfort without jumping straight into the assumption of what that failure means about you. This podcast advocates for the shifts in your perspective and I want you to see that this episode that I'm bringing to you today, what I am advocating for is for you to view failure differently and instead of it meaning something awful about you, which by the way, I used to think myself, I used, if you ask my colleagues from 15 years ago, what was Nikki's relationship like with failure? They would say she'd do anything to avoid the discomfort of that. She would do, and I said it myself, I will do anything to avoid failure. I just can't cope with it. Well, what I really meant was I can't cope with myself when I fail because I was viewing failure instead of viewing failure as a valuable tool for my growth, for my actual business success. And I think that's the thing about just a side note on that from a personal perspective, having my own business, you you cannot avoid failing you cannot avoid yourself. You cannot avoid taking risks and learning from each experience because when it's your own business, you are the one responsible for generating that revenue. You are the one responsible for maintaining your customer service and everything. The book stops with you. And I'm so grateful for my experience in business for teaching me that lesson because I've had nowhere to hide from myself. When when the book stops, stops with you, there's nowhere to hide. And that's why I said at the top of this episode, whether you're wanting to do this work with me or someone else or getting support from somewhere else, please, please question any thoughts that you have about waiting until your ducks are in a row. It's never the wrong time. You can never get that wrong unless it's unless it's a really knowledge-based thing that you're going to go and invest in. Like you're going to go and invest in learning a new skill or a new set of knowledge at the same time as being... I don't know, 38 weeks pregnant, maybe that's the wrong time for for that. But this isn't more knowledge, this isn't more learning, this is actually getting the support to help you navigate the experiences that I want you to have in business. I want you to have the experiences of failing and I want you to have them, not because I want you to fail, but because I want you to succeed and I want you to succeed in ways that feel good for you. If you go back and listen to, I think, uh, episode 199 with Chloe from Studio Chloe David, you will hear my client explaining to you their specific experience of 
navigating business in a way that felt good to her, in a way that didn't replicate someone else's way of doing things just because that was successful to them. That's the safety of trying to do things in someone else's way that often feels like a straitjacket to us. I want you to try and I want you to try in ways that feel aligned to you. But in order to do that, you've also got to accept that you're not always going to generate the results that meet your own expectations. And in that place, that is the place that I want you not to make it mean something negative or incorrect about who you are and about your inherent value. So I'm going to wrap the episode up there. I really hope that today's episode has helped you to shift the relationship that you have with failure yourself. I know I've done other episodes on the fear of failure, so I'm going to link them in the show notes. I'm not going to try and find them now. I'll link them in the show notes so you can head over to those episodes to be the next ones that you listen to. As always, please get back to me with any viewpoints that have really unlocked something in your perspective and are making the shifts that I want you to be having just by listening to these free episodes. So all that said, please, as always, never forget that I am always cheering you on and I really do hope that you are cheering you on too.